Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And this podcast is brought to you by Everything's Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Make sure to tune in on September 11th. We are talking about the episode Radio Bart with a special guest you may recognize. Hi, I'm Nancy Cartwright. And actually, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the (gasps) hell are you? Ah! We're so excited. this This is so good. This was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done. Mark your calendars. I don't know. You're probably already downloading it. What What is this life? Uh, September 11th, we are joined by, you already heard her, Nancy Cartwright. We're so excited. Please tune in. All right. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison, and uh, it's a very dark story, and Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters September 22nd and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Welcome to The X-Files Files. I'm your host, Kamel Nanjiani. First episode back after a long time. Nothing is different. Nothing has changed. Um, our guest this week, one of our most requested, our, one of the most requested <laughs> guests, Rhea Butcher. How's it going, Rhea? Uh, pretty great, Kamel. Um, so glad to be back on the show. It's been a long yeah. time. So yeah. glad, I'm glad to be doing the show again. Yeah. I was saying it's been it's been a few i didn't watch once that when i found out i was gonna be in the show yeah i was i Wait, was gonna what? see how long it was gonna take me to mention <laughs> that i was on the show 35 yeah. seconds i mean i almost brought it up but i was trying to like, give <laughs> well, you the glory don't worry you didn't have to <laughs> 35 seconds i was able to hold out um i didn't watch an episode since i found out until i'd done shooting because yeah. i didn't want to start freaking out yeah i completely understand so i that's kind of why i hadn't recorded and then uh now we're back yeah and i so watched you were on the television show i was on the television yeah. show this is the entire plot of the episode i'm on yeah and then i get murdered <laughs> as i'm talking um there's um there's some stuff that's very exciting that they 
did, did I tell you that they gave me as a present? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'll edit it out if I have to. Sure. I, I can't show it to anyone. Yeah. They gave me the X file of the episode. So the actual. Oh, holy shit. The, pro- the file, the yeah, prop the that, that Scully shows Mulder that has like my picture in it and yeah. all the evidence stuff in it. I have that That's whole amazing. folder. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I can't get it framed because yeah. it's full of spoilers. Right. And well, you can get it framed once the episode airs, right? Yeah, I just came home. I put it on top of our record player. FYI, we have a record player. FYI, we don't use it. <laughs> and I just kind of like left it there and I haven't touched it since. It's yeah, in like a plastic bag. Yeah. Very exciting. So I watched I this. I feel like maybe get a safe, like Biff Tannen and Back to the Future Part 2. Oh my God. Put it in a Ziploc bag. Put it in the safe. This is my almanac. It is your almanac. This is my sports this almanac. This is your Gray's sports almanac. Oh my God. It's it's a really... 1950 to 2000. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's a very good episode. I'm sure that it is. I will say that. The, the script is really good. I hope I'm not terrible in it. But the script is really good. And it really is truly a very, very, very good episode. And anyway, I, on the <laughs> flight back, I watched... It was the first one that I'd watched in over two months. Yeah. And um, this was the one that I watched. And I almost, like, I was tearing up watching this episode. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like... Oh. I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's when I sort of let myself feel right. the excitement of doing it. Yeah. Oh, very exciting. And anyway. In a plane. On a You're plane. on a plane. And it's one of those... excitement. Yeah, because we shot nights, you know, because yeah. it's X-Files, so it's all outside <laughs> nights, three nights in a row, so it was one of those, it was like a weird fever dream where it's like, you're awake at night, asleep in the day, mm-hmm. when you're awake at night, you're hanging out with Mulder and Scully, so it seems like a weird dream world, and you're like, is that when I'm awake, is this when I'm asleep? Yeah. And you just kind of hang out with them, and every night, you have to like, I had to just the entire time squash the feeling of, um... That this is Mulder and Scully? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I know know almost exactly what you mean. Because when Thomas F. Wilson did Put Your Hands Together the first time, I had to do that the whole time. Thomas F. Wilson is great. Very nice he's man. He's so great and, and so nice. Great performer. And I was just like trying to be chill around him because and he's clearly he is, looks like him. Yeah, like a lot. He looks the he same. He looks just like him. He looks and so he did the sh- he he got on stage and he did lines from the movie. Yeah. He did his own lines and then he also did other lines of other people's and I was like just in UCB melting. Yeah. And then Cameron had me interview him and that was when I felt like my head was going to explode because yeah. he we were sitting like we are now and I'm talking to him going. I've been looking at your face since I was four years old. Like, yeah. I've been looking at your face, and yeah. now your face is in front of my I've face. I've been hating you <laughs> since I was four. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and they look really good. Yeah. And they look the same. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And so, so the whole time it's like a battle to not, well, not nerd out. I knew I wasn't going to do sure. that because I'd made a decision I wasn't going to do that. I freaked out once when I landed. And I got in the car, and they gave me the folder that said, like, Kumail Nanjini X-Files welcome packet. And it was the I Want to Believe poster instead of I Want to Believe it said my name on it. Oh, my God. And I sort of started, like, freaking out. And I called Emily, and I was like, hey, can you talk me down? So that was one time I freaked out um, seeing Scully with a flashlight. Yeah. Freaked out. (laughs) 
also the most exciting thing is I didn't just talk to David and Jillian. Yeah. I I talked to Mulder and Scully. Right. It's pretty it's it was it was So who's cooler? Who's uh, cooler? Mulder and Scully or David and Jillian? I guess oh, that's the question. David and Jillian are like very, very laid back yeah. and very like fun and jokey. It's, you know, it's the middle of the night we're shooting, so everyone's kind of off, so everyone's a little bit loopy because of that. But David and I, <laughs> it's so weird that, so the, it's these people that sort of are your heroes that you've been watching since you were a little kid, and they're like these. In your head, there are these icons, right? And you right. meet them, and then they're normal people for a little while. And then when you leave, the normal people, and then slowly they morph back to icons. I find myself talking about them back the way that I used to talk about them before I'd met them. And it's kind of weird negotiating what's been in my head for 20 years versus what they were like two weeks ago. Right. What just happened? What just happened? What just happened? That's the question. Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, they are really fun and like, David is like very jokey, like he loves doing bits and stuff. So, mm -hmm. it was really fun. It was, it was, they made it very laid back and easy. She said, fuck you to me once <laughs> in a jokey, fun way yeah. during a scene that we'd fuck, that we'd messed up. I was like, oh, this, this could be an outtake. <laughs> it was so weird, but it was great. And they were wonderful. DVD extra. Yeah. If those are a thing anymore. I think they are, but nobody buys them. Blu-ray extra, Blu-ray extra, but nobody buys them. I like buying Blu-rays. Me but too, nobody I still else. buy them. I just got, I didn't know that MacBooks don't, Apple doesn't support Blu-ray. Mm -mm. So you have to buy a special thing. So there was one long flight I had where I got all these movies that I was like, oh man, I'm going to watch them. And I got on the plane and I plugged it in and it just didn't work. Yeah, and I have one too and it does not work at all. I and bought I it. I bought a new one that was like $70. Yeah. And it works. And now I can watch everything. Nice. It's great. So, um, maybe I'll do a whole episode about the experience. But I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're still processing. You yeah. can't do it too early. Yeah. You do it too early, it's going to feel weird. You have to get in that... Gonna, you'll know. You'll yeah. know that moment. Because you don't want it to get old. Yeah. You don't want to be too long. feel it. Yes. But I think... I don't think I'll ever get too old. I, at yeah. this point, am very, very nervous to watch the episode. I understand. For myself. Just because... First of all, it's not like I have a huge part or anything. I'm not a big part of this episode. I have, like, a few scenes. Sure. So this is not... I'm not like blowing this up in my head to something that it isn't. I'm not like make or break in this episode. Maybe break because you know when you watch an X-Files and you're like, this is great except that one guy really sucked. <laughs> I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be that guy, Camille. Yeah. Well, you weren't there. It I know. Was, I understand. Yeah. I think <laughs> it, I think it felt fun. It felt good. It felt, I don't know, but it's different from what I've done. I have never done sci-fi or horror or genre stuff to really I've done comedy. So <sighs> yeah, well, I, for one, can't wait to watch it. It was. And then at the end when I was done, so David, mm -hmm. by the way, yeah, David, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, okay. Um, Mr. Duchovny is what you're supposed to be calling him. <laughs> he didn't want to be called Duchovny. He doesn't yeah. like being called Duchovny. Mm. 
Anyway, so David, <laughs> um, I even forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. It's going to be like this for a while. Yeah, I understand. You're uh, too close to it. You got to wait a little bit. I'll wait a little bit. Um, so this episode, Sanguinarium, <laughs> do we know what it means? Uh, I have, I didn't look it up. I just, I just watched this one. Cause like the other episodes that we've done, I yeah. did like a bunch of I notes and all that stuff. And I was like, no, just have fun with this one. Yeah. I watched it and was thoroughly disgusted. But Sanguinarium has to have something to do with blood. I would th think so here. I'm looking it up right now. It me, it's a Latin word. Oh, it's yeah, vampiric kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um. I thought the opening scene of this, this is a pretty gory, intense episode. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this about me, Camille, but uh, I don't really like needles, although I have tattoos and stuff like that. I just can't look at it. Yeah. And the idea, like, I also hate vampires. Like, I don't find them fun. They really creep me out. Yeah. I'm, I have, like, a fear of that whole thing. Like, blood going through a tooth. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, thank you. And blood going through a tube Yeah, is no all that good. stuff. So the scenes, the opening scene, especially. Brutal. like When we, when you asked me to do this episode, I was like, great. I popped it on. And I was like, nope. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to sorry. Watch. No, you no, no. You could have said you wanted no, to do a different it was, one. No, because it was nighttime. And I was like, nope, this is not a good oh. time. You'll. You'll figure out when it's fun. And then I watched it today. I had a great time watching it today. Yeah. But that the scene when it's just even the TV, like the closed circuit, circuit TV yeah. of the guy just like shoving that liposuction tool in. I was like, you know what is weird? I mean, that's a horrifying image. <laughs> I don't think real life liposuction is that different. I don't I, think so either. I remember seeing some special on TLC or something where they were like, this is what liposuction looks like. And it was a person. Yes. It looked like they were jamming this thing as fast and hard Ugh. as they could. It's so, ugh. Just going to town. And you could see the fat being sucked yeah. into like a, like a, like a huge, like see-through jar. Why does it need to be see-through? I, I don't know. Why, Why do we need to see, see it? it? I yeah. To check progress or something, but there's gotta be some, there's gotta be a better way. There's got to be a better the, way. The better way is exercising and eating right, I think, is what it is. But I don't understand. Not everybody can do that. I understand. Yes. I don't, I don't want to, you know, call anybody out. No, but I do. It feels to me, what do I know? <laughs> but it feels to me liposuction, actually physically sucking the fat out of the body. How, I don't understand how that can be healthy no, and or it, a good it way. Has the, it, this is around when Doc Hollywood was a thing. And I remember... <laughs> The Michael J. Fox movie? Yeah, yeah, it's the Michael J. Fox movie. Doug Hollywood. We're um, full of Michael J. Fox references oh, here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have Michael J. Fox on the brain because I went to see Back to the Future played at the Gamble House last weekend in Pasadena, which was a really cool event. What is Gamble House? Fun. The Gamble House is Doc's mansion. The Whoa. exterior of that. So I got to, we, I took my mom, she was in town, and we got to go on a little mini tour of that place, which I highly recommend. It's really beautiful. I mean, it's like a mansion that was built when power tools weren't a thing, you know, and everything that is in there, except for like the the furniture in the servants' quarters was built for that house and that house only, you know, and oh. it's just a very unique kind of a thing. Oh, that's cool. And there's no hard edges on anything. All the wood and all the brick are rounded over the corners. Oh, that's it's cool. It's really cool. So I went to that thinking about Michael J. Fox. But I remember being a kid and seeing Doc Hollywood, and that was like the first time I knew about plastic surgery. And then I remember seeing like a Dateline or something where, yeah, like the somebody's face was peeled back and you could see underneath. They were just showing was, it. Ugh. I think it was news. They were like, I 
think we could Let's show this. show everybody. Let's show people what it is. <laughs> it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. I don't understand how rhinoplasty works. I don't no. understand how you can just change the shape of someone's nose yeah. and not have it look like a fucking crazy thing. I mean, well, it does most of the time. That's the thing. I like that everyone who's gotten a lot of plastic surgery all look the same. Like, yeah. you could only make that one face. <laughs> that one alien person. Yeah, it's like a catty, cat yeah. kind of vibe is cat going on. Cat lizard. Puffy cat lizard person. Again, if you choose to do that, good for you. Uh, uh, but everybody looks the same. And I think this episode... I really, I actually really like this episode. This yeah. is one that is not considered like a classic or whatever, but I really enjoyed watching it and I thought it had a lot of good twists and turns. Mm -hmm. The one thing I felt like it didn't quite nail was it felt like at some point it was trying to make a point about us hating aging or changing the way we look and all of that. And I felt like that that didn't really land for me. Like yeah. clearly they were trying to make some sort of bigger like thesis statement about our looks and youth obsessed culture. Right. Felt like it didn't really come fully through. Uh, but other than that, it kept like sort of guessing. Like I didn't quite know what was going on. I thought the medical board were the bad guys mm -hmm. when they sort of in, are the good guys. Um, it took me like, it was like a bunch of different like twists and stuff were happening. Yeah. I really liked it as a mini horror movie. I liked it as like a hor thriller horror movie that Mulder and Scully happened to be in. Yeah. That's, that's what I liked about it. And I kept noticing how it was like, it is so tightly shot. Like it is, once you get like 20 minutes into the episode... Every shot is just of Mulder and Scully's like faces. It's oh, like so um, claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. It reminded me of Rosemary's Baby a lot because uh -huh. there's like the occult thing is happening. Yeah. In Rosemary's Baby, like once that all starts to happen, everything's like really tight in on Mia Farrow. And yeah. It's like, she's like looking around at everybody, and I felt like they were both just like stuck in this hospital. Yeah. That they couldn't figure out. And it's interesting i you know the the camera work stuff it all obviously it all works like sort of subliminally like if you're watching it even if you're not paying attention to that stuff clearly it, you know works i've been reading this book called on filmmaking mm. uh and it's a really really great book but it's like it's very academic it's like sort of lectures like it's dense it, like i'm only 100 pages in out of 400 sure. pages it takes me a while but i flip forward and there's a chapter, I'm excited to get to it, about what the camera angle implies about the situation. So it's like, who's the first person you see in the scene? How far away is the camera from them? So then you're like, is it from this person's perspective or someone else's perspective? The scene of, if it's if if the camera's on you and you're talking to me, whether you can see my shoulder or not yeah. in that shot, that implies something else. So like a clean on you versus like my the back of my shoulder on it means something different. So it's it's really cool, interesting stuff. And it's cool that you picked up on that because I hadn't noticed that, but clearly I felt it because the episode felt very like uh, congested. Yeah, it's very tense. It, the episode needed some rhinoplasty because it was so congested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not what, what rhinoplasty is for, but I <laughs> applaud the effort. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, and this is a little bit off track, but it will come back, is in Fury Road. Um, the cinematography of F Fury Road, I feel like, is really important because... When you see Charlize Theron for the first time, like when you see her face as a character, yeah, she's shot. She is above you, ah. you know. And I really loved that about that movie because so often when you see even women heroes, they're still shot below you, oh. so that you're like, oh, look at the. Or she's like not looking at you, but like I loved 
that seeing Shirley Theron in that movie, she's making full eye contact as you see her and not breaking the eye contact. And so you have to look at her. Yeah. She's already looking at you. Yeah. Like she doesn't like turn and look at you over her shoulder or something. Yeah. I love the power of that. That's interesting because that movie is less about Mad Max and it's more about Yeah, it's 99%. Yeah, exactly. Because Mad Max is like sort of the entry. He's like the point of view character. He's a a Trojan horse, basically. Yeah. He's, He's the Piper in Orange is the New Black. Right. Piper in yes exactly to, to get you into a world He's that contains you. other things yeah like the yeah. first Hellboy movie which I love and reference often <laughs> yeah. the FBI agent that comes in oh right yeah. it's not about that guy but no. that's like your eyes he's your ticket in yeah yeah, yeah. he's Watson and yeah. she's Sherlock and Scully is our ticket into the X-Files yes there, there we, we go. go we're back in but what <laughs> I think of what's been what's so cool and I've been thinking about it a lot since you know I was on an episode of the show. I don't oh know if I've brought it up. Me. I don't know if I've brought That's it up. That's amazing. Enough. I had no idea. Uh, it'll never be not exciting to me. Is seeing how much their characters have developed since somebody did this thing on Reddit that was like when you've when you're tired of twenty years of men telling you what to do, and it's a shot of. From the pilot, Scully's sort of looking at Mulder, <laughs> yeah. and then a shot from the new. You know, they released a new like teaser where, where Mulder's like, "We have to go, go in. We don't have a choice," or something like that, and it cuts to her, and uh-huh. it's like side by side, <laughs> and it's so powerful because she looks so much older, but it's yeah. the same expression. Right. Like, they look like different people, but also the same because it's you could see it's, it's the same person, but it's but, not. Yeah, and yeah. you see how much like stronger she seems now because in the beginning it is she's your ticket in, but then yeah. she becomes in a way a much more interesting character who changes over the course of the series, whereas Mulder by the way the character is set up, doesn't have as much change. He's sort of, you know, his his flaw sort of stays the same, whereas mm-hmm. her, like, she has a lot more to, you know, her journey is, she has a lot more steps to take than Mulder does. Right, because he was already invested in the whole thing. And yeah, she's, he's like, inv- deciding whether she wants yeah. to be part of it, if it's a... Yeah. yeah, and in this episode, there's a great moment where Mulder goes immediately, well, it's probably demon or spirit possession, and, like, Scully does the <laughs> yeah. patented eye roll, <laughs> yeah. which is, I think, this is what's unfair about the X-Files, is that Mulder should not be right. It is a crazy fucking thing to just go to immediately. But the way the X-Files is set up, she's wrong, he's right. Her eye roll should be right, and it's it's completely valid, but it kind of (laughs) sucks. He goes right to that, and he's right. Yeah, and he's like, oh, look, pentagram. She's like, you, come on. You are such an idiot. Yeah. Did you notice there's a quick moment where, and it's, oh, maybe it ties into our obsession with beauty where... Mulder just like there's like an attractive person who's walking by mm-hmm. in the hospital someone who works at the hospital I don't think we ever see her again and Mulder just kind of looks back and like looks at her as he walks by it's like a very quick moment that nobody addresses <laughs> but it's like Mulder is like slowly becoming a sleazebag oh the yeah show. yeah he's sleazing it up yeah um, it, and it's he's I like that they're like they've seen something horrifying they're going there there's a bloody body in there but Mulder still has time to like you know Give the up down to someone. <laughs> he still has time to check out babes. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, he sees the five points and he draws the pentagram. Any five points can be made into a pentagram. Yeah. It could also be made into a circle. Right. And also later when they find the pentagram in that like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade moment. Yes. <laughs> when yeah. she's like, look at the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost exactly like at the, the beginning of that movie. 
he says it's an inverted pentagram. What the hell does that mean? I think I what he's. All... I think what he's. I don't know because it would depend on where you're standing and looking at. Right. It, right. <laughs> but he says actually pentagram is a symbol of uh, protection. And an inverted pentagram is actually the real evil one. Oh, I think right. he's saying that people... So if the single point is facing up or whatever... Yeah, he's then, saying that actually that's like a good yeah, symbol. Which whereas, is why the witch or the nurse was putting it on everybody because she was trying to Yeah, she was trying to protect him. And, uh, and again, that's a good twist because you think she's the bad guy, right. but really she's the good guy. And that image of throwing up needles, that's pretty fucking... Powerful. Absolutely. That's a and great. It just like starts flying. Not to mention the fact that she was just in a bathtub full of blood. Yeah. And she j launches out of that thing. She's, she's had a rough go. She really had a. And she's a pretty popular character actress too. I feel like. Oh, you've seen her in stuff. I feel like I have. I didn't yeah. look her up. I should have, but maybe I, I, I could definitely. She has like weird teeth. <laughs> and I noticed that just because she had needles coming out of her mouth. Oh. Hmm. I like that she has needles coming out of her mouth, and you're like, her teeth, she could teeth. use some dental She Lord. needs some plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> you're part of the problem, I Maria. know. I've been living in Hollywood too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Mulder's theory is completely uh, crazy. Um, and uh, I love that he just has, like, the encyclopedic, like, calendar knowledge. Like, he just immediately knows, like, oh, this is an occult holiday. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> like, knows it all. Also... It was just July 31st, yesterday. Right. And I, were, I was watching it going, oh boy, this could happen. The leeches, I, the leeches thing. I don't understand how that ever worked, but I guess it did work. Yeah, I mean, it worked a little bit. I, my, obviously my first entry into uh, leeches world was Stand By Me. So oh. I can only think of them in a terrifying they're way. They're the bad guys. Well, yeah. they're always terrifying, yeah. but. And I when you think about they have those little hooks, they have little hooks. Their body has little hooks in them. Yeah. And then their little hooks go into you, and then they're so just God's like... God's little mistake. Yeah, they just suck. They oh. just suck. They suck. <laughs> Leeches suck. That's my new t-shirt. Yeah, they, they, they have hooks. Their mouths are circular, right? And yeah. then they have hooks. And then they have hooks, like a little rug. A rug yeah, of hooks. A rug of hooks, I think. And then they also, so that their body sticks to you. Just So they're not just like shit. a little windsock of sucking. We've been watching these, <laughs> a windsock <laughs> of sucking. No, they're a rug, a rug of sucking. A, a rug, sucky rug of sucking. A sucking rug. They're like a sucking rug. We've been watching, we got really into, um, uh, Emily and I last week have been going through 1980s body horror. Oh. Because in the 80s, um, there were all these movies like Cronenberg, you know, The Fly oh, yeah. and Videodrome and all these. Drum, these yeah. movies suddenly happen where it's like bodies like sort of changing and getting weird and getting possessed and th these like really gross movies. And I was actually watching them um, being like, I wonder why this is happening. I don't wonder why. Because, you know, usually like you could tell like all the... There was a lot of xenophobic horror movies, mm -hmm. like Hostel and stuff, right after 9-11, and obviously a lot of... Basically every zombie movie. Every zombie movie. It's a xenophobic movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you could sort of see, like, with sci-fi and horror, why that's happening. Like, yeah. clearly, this X-Files episode is sort of based on the new plastic surgery thing, as you were talking about. 
So, and we were trying to think why it's happened. And our friend was like, maybe it has something to do with like the AIDS crisis happening. And like, mm. and like you know, herpes and stuff and all these like invaders of the body. And maybe there's something to that. But we watched this movie that's been out of print for a long time. It's called Society. Mm. Uh, it's from like 80, I forget when it's from, but it's from, it's from like the mid 80s. And we watched it and it's fucking batshit insane. I do recommend you watch it, but I will give you a warning. This is like a gross, weird movie that's not particularly well acted. It's like, you know how you give 80s movies a pass? Sure. For being like weird in certain ways, like yeah. acting, budget, all that. But it truly has imagery I've never seen. Disgusting imagery. Yeah. So, we, so we've been watching all these body horror movies. We watched that. We watched uh, From Beyond, which is uh, like a Lovecraftian take on the same thing. And then we watched one called uh, Brain Damage, which is made by Frank Kennenlauter, who made this movie called Basket Case. Do you mm -hmm. know Basket that Case? That sounds familiar. Basket Case, they're all these really grimy New York set movies, super low budget. Basket Case is about this guy who has like his little troll brother in a basket <laughs> that needs to feed on humans. Troll brother? He has a little troll brother. <laughs> Brain Damage is about a leech kind of creature that attaches to the back of your head, uh, back, back of your neck, and um, it looks like a giant leech, but it also talks and sings and stuff, so it's like a really super weird, it's like the very definition, you know, the, they say, call them curios, like those movies that no, you're like, yeah. this isn't good, but you're gonna see some stuff that you've never yeah, seen before. Yeah, you've never seen this shit before. So, so, so yeah, I've had leeches on the brain because <laughs> of that, but it's, um, I can't, Look up these movies. If it seems like something you're into, then you're into it. Yeah. If it seems like, ah, maybe not for you, then don't watch it because I'm not. So are you like a huge horror fan? Yeah, huge. That's the thing. I never got into it. This is kind of a horror episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had to watch it while my fiance was out of town. Did she, she not like it? No, she hates horror. She doesn't even like talking about it. I was out of town with your fiance. Oh, yeah, you were. We were in Indiana, Indianapolis mm -hmm. at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm going to make a controversial statement. There's a board game convention. Um, so supportive and wonderful and lovely. Because these, I think, are like actual real. These aren't, this is going to sound horrible. No, these I aren't like cool nerds. They're cool, but no, not no. in the way that like... You know, now we have like, I'm a nerd. Right. And yeah. again, I'm not a nerd. No, tabletop nerds are nerds. Yeah. And I mean that in a, in a, in a crediting way. Yes. Or it's like you, yeah, you're a, you're a nerd. You're they're not They're very like, open. Yeah. And they're also, I think. Kind. Kind. Loving. loving nice. Up for a game. Up for, <laughs> up for a role. <laughs> yeah. They're also, I think, sexually very uh, open to, um, you know, there's no real homophobia in it yeah. compared to the video game world, yes. which I think also nerds, but from my experience, vocal minority, but it can be homophobic. It can be um, not inviting to women yep. or, or people of different genders or ethnicities even. Yeah. So let me pose this uh, theory on that, which I just thought of. Do you think that the difference between playing video games and the difference between and then playing tabletop is that if you're playing a tabletop game with people, you're sitting in the room with them, yeah. looking at them while yeah. you're playing with them yeah. versus like being on a headset and like disassociating yourself from I'm who the other people are? I'm sure that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Also, 
It wasn't uh, male female wasn't quite 50-50, but it was pretty yeah. close. Mm -hmm. Most women I've seen at one of these conventions. I think that I think you're probably right. That's part of it. It's also most video games, hopefully now it's changing, but most video games are aggressive. They're about defeating the person whereas board games generally have a lot more strategies. Yeah. Even though there is a defeating aspect of it, but I, I, we had a wonderful time. The show was <laughs> yeah. absolutely fantastic. Anyway, yeah, back. people were tweeting at me during Cameron's set. People they encourage people to tweet during the show. <laughs> yeah, and it was like kind they. Cameron and I asked not to have this happen, but you can actually film the set and you're mm -hmm. allowed to put it online. Yeah. on this specific website, it was really cool. Yeah, and the show's like. Three and a half hours right. long. It's just like sprawling. Yeah, everyone's on board for it again. Um, I also like that Scully is even wrong about the drug. Where, yeah. where Mulder's, she's like, "Oh, this drug might be the thing." Perfectly reasonable thing Absolutely. to say. She's a doctor. Seems like a very logical avenue to go down. Nope, it's Mulder's yeah. belladonna thing, yeah. which is like a She's magic. Like, it's herb. in everything. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, no, I think it's right. I'm right, yeah. and he is yeah. again. And right. then I love then at the end of the episode. So she's wrong. In she's wrong. Air quotes wrong. Yes. You know, but in in all reason reasonable aspects, she's totally right. Yes. Because she's an FBI agent and she's a doctor, right? Yes. So then they go through this whole episode and she's like hesitant, but then continually sees these things and is slowly like, this is an episode that's a little bit later, so she's believing him a little bit yeah. slowly and is going, well, this is batshit crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, he's probably right. So then when she breaks into the plastic surgery operation room, she's like, stop operating on that woman. And yeah. they're like, you have to get out of here. Who do you think you are? Yeah. This is an operation. She's like, I'm an FBI agent. They're like, we don't care. And she's like, yeah. I'm a doctor. And yeah. they go, oh. <laughs> so I like love that that is, she's like, finally right. You know, yes. she gets to be right for the reasons that she should be right. Yeah. And she says it, and then they all listen to her because she's like, I'm a doctor, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiots. I'm an actual doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm not just making people's noses smaller. Again, right. if you choose to do yeah, that, yeah, it's your yeah, choice yeah, to do whatever you want to do. What I like is that, you know, her character is a scientist, so it's all about the scientific process, right? Yeah. Which is like you look at evidence and you conclude, and look at evidence and you conclude. Mulder is not a scientist, he right. goes to the craziest thing. So he's go he goes to like step 10 and then she slowly scientifically gets to <laughs> step 10. Yeah. But it sucks because he gets to be like, I was right all along. Right. Yeah, but you shouldn't have been. I mean, you are this time. Yeah. But you kind of like profile, you like racially profile this case yeah. in a way. And then it just so happened that you were right this time. Also, the burning of the face thing, Oof. it's pretty brutal stuff. It's brutal, and you see it, and the peeling of the face at the end, the peeling off of the oh, face. Yeah. I didn't even watch that. I was like watching it on my phone, and I was covering my face, just listening to it. I like couldn't watch him peel his own face off you could with that little weird back scratch. Oh, yeah. Ooh, give me a break. And he's got a completely different face underneath, yeah. and he's going to another hospital. The bad yeah. guy wins in this episode. The bad guy wins. I gotta say, I do like that. I like yeah. the sense of, what I like about the bad guys winning is the sense of evil's too big, there's crazy shit happening, they can tackle one a week, yeah. they can defeat it, but sometimes they don't, and it just goes on and there's nothing to be done. It, to me, implies a much bigger, crazier world. Yeah. It implies to me like there's crazy shit happening everywhere, and we're just seeing one of them a week. 
rather than, oh, there's one crazy thing in the X-Files box are there. Yeah, yeah. and we it's, did they, it. They don't Perry Mason the thing. They don't, <laughs> they don't Perry Mason it. They don't Matlock it. Yeah, no. Um, big fan of those, by the way. I, when I was a little, little kid, because I watched movies with TV with my mom. Yeah. My mom didn't work. Just really into old people shows. Oh, yeah. I live, I grew up with my grandparents. So I oh. watched, I, I think I've seen every episode of Perry Mason. Perry Mason, and then they did those movies that were great. Yes. Raymond Burr. Yeah. Great. William R. Moses, I believe, was mm -hmm. the name of his handsome assistant guy. <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a lady I had a crush on. Della Street. Is that her name? I think so. I mean, really into everybody yeah. and everything. And in Perry, uh, he was on, I used to watch this show on PBS called Square One. Raymond Burr was? And he, Raymond Burr was on it, and they, within the show, it was a kid's show, an educational Canadian show, and uh, Reggie Cathy was on it, actually. Oh! He was a regular on the show, so it was like a kid's sketch show, basically, and it really, like, informed my brain a lot yeah. when I used to watch it. So they had this uh, sketch within it, a recurring sketch called MathNet. Uh, that was Dragnet, but with math. So they solved every... I mean, it sounds like not exciting at all. No, but it was so good because they, they did Rear Window with Raymond Burr was the... Which Raymond Burr is in Rear Window. And then wow. they redid Rear Window with him in it. But that's but for crazy, kids using for math. Kids. So yeah. what kids are into Rear Window that they get this, it? Nobody. It was yeah. for the parents. It's for the parents. So I was like, what's Perry Mason doing? He's so It scared me for months it's because also, I was like, Perry Mason's supposed to be a good guy. He's also, oh, so he's the bad he's guy the bad in it guy. again. Yeah. That's a great movie. Raymond Burr played Perry Mason for like 50 years. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. And he only lost once. He lost once? One time. There was one Matlock I remember where mm -hmm. Matlock is always defending the good guys, sure. right? Always the good guys. And there's one where he finds out that his... He was wrong. The client's a bad guy. Yeah. And so then on the stand, he's like, I, you know, he's <laughs> the oath, whatever their oath right. is called, he can't fuck it up. And um, and so the, the woman who is the murderer has a best friend. So what he does is he puts the best friend on the stand and questions her basically to the point where everyone's convinced that the best friend is the killer. Yeah. And so then the woman stands up and is like, no, I can't let this happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, he did it again. He did it again. Matlock right. wins again. Were you a Columbo fan as well? Love Columbo. Yeah, love All Columbo. of this. Loved Poir Poirot. I read a lot yeah. of Sherlock. Um, and so I always like, like Law and Order will do that where they lose. That's why I like this X-Files too. Yeah. Expertly bringing it back. Listen, Beautiful. I've been off for a couple months, yeah, but, but that doesn't mean got it. still don't got it. Yeah, um, I wrote down it's bumming me out. That's so wrong. The weak and vainglorious. Really, really uh, like that. Really like that. Uh, that that phrasing. Also, was Mulder thinking about a rhinoplasty in this episode because he's looking know. at <laughs> the, the program? <laughs> He's that would be of, amazing if he got like why? a You're, nose job in the middle yeah, of this. this season. <laughs> I mean, actresses and actors do that where yeah. they like get work done and you see Jennifer I mean, Grey. Like, Jennifer Grey is like the like biggest. A completely example. different. She's a completely different person. Looks fully completely different. Yeah, weirdly, more like her dad. Really? Who's her yeah. dad? Uh, Joel Grey, who know. just came out recently. He's in Cabaret. Oh, I don't know Cabaret. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know a lot about musicals, but I don't know he's musicals. like the the 
cabaret leader or whatever. I've oh, never seen it. He, he's Mr. Yeah. Cabaret. Yeah, he's Mr. Cabaret. John yeah. Cabaret. John Cabaret. Um, I oh, and they. It's funny when they go to the place and there is literally a, a broom. In, outside and she's like oh god even about this I'm wrong even about this doesn't she say something about like putting out a bulletin for somebody in yes probable cause under suspicion of being a witch like she's she's doing fun bits there yes. and the witch is doing straight up hair magic which is one of my favorite kinds of magic yeah hair magic hair magic yeah it's build a, good, a little nest build a little nest get some get some fire going I, I like that um, or oh, uh, there's, there's another line like what could she be have been doing here and it was like probably not tax returns <laughs> oh nice classic Bla- zinger classic zinger blood from the tap that was good and I wrote down oh she was the good guy and then three exclamations didn't see that coming I didn't see it coming either that's what I like is that it keeps switching because you think it's the board then yeah. you think it's this the, yeah oh. then you think it's like all the you think it's the board and then you think it's all the like each you think it's each doctor so yes. then you like go through each doctor yes them and then you think it's the one the female doctor but then she ends up helping them and yeah like oh it's just that one guy who's been alive forever yeah he's been alive <laughs> forever and the, the scrubbing of the hands thing we didn't even talk about that in the beginning when he's like scrubbing and his hands are all bloody when oh, he's scrubbing yeah. that that happens to people i know it's not great. Yeah, the whole thing, even like when she was, when you still weren't sure if the nurse was good or not, when she, that even just the way she's like talking to that woman and the woman's like going in and out of consciousness and like saying like how she, she's like, I can't feel my feet and I'm just supposed to get like a skin peel. Like the whole thing is just Ugh. like body terror because I've only gone under one time and it was terrifying. Oh, really? What was it? Dentist? Uh, no. Well, no, I'm sorry. I've gone under twice and they were both terrible. I went under for, I had abdominal surgery because uh, my appendix was going to burst. And then, and that was terrifying. That was the first time I went like under, under, under. How long ago was that? Uh, t- 10 years ago. So you're terrified of surgery. You don't like doctors. I'm you don't like needles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fine with doctors. I don't, I just, I can't look at the needle. So this is a bad me. episode for you. Oh yeah. yeah. It was a terrible episode for me. Yeah. But I made, made it through. Yeah. I can't look at the needle either. I had blood drawn. You could see the little scar yeah. a week ago. And it's always like, I'm talking to the doctor, talking to the doctor. And then I, I don't ever say, but I like subtly like look away. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a nice poster. <laughs> Yeah. And then it takes so long for the blood to come yeah. out. I could feel a I metal know, in I my know. vein. You can feel it like moving around and I like don't want to move. It One thing so that long. I learned, somebody oh. taught me, a nurse was taking blood. I think I was a graduate teacher's assistant and you have to like get all this blood work and stuff to do that. And she was like, have you ever just laid down when you're getting blood work done? That really helps people. And I was like, no. And I laid down. And so my arm was like down next to me and I was just laying down looking and I, I it was great. It helps. Yeah, it really helps. I know because they're always like, and don't tense up. Because I remember when I was a kid, my dad's a doctor. was like, if you tense up, the needle could break off. I'm yeah. like, oh, is, is that really what you want to tell me? To not have me be tense? <laughs> yeah. It's the hardest thing is to not be tense. Because the biggest fear is that the needle breaks off. So now you know what to do. Then you're like, it's like standing on the top of a tall building. You're like, yeah. if I jump off of this, I'm going to die. And then you're like, well, great. Now I want to jump off of this. Yeah. Now I kind of <laughs> want to jump off. Now it's all I want to do. I had dental surgery. I... 
I don't know if I've talked about this. I didn't go to the dentist for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then I went like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I had two years ago I went. No, it was, yeah, two years ago. And then I basically had a year of just like stuff done to me. Like every month, every other month. Like yeah. just going back, root canals. So I still have one wisdom tooth left. I got the other three out. And the one that I still have left. And this is applicable to X-Files because it talks about oh, surgery. Oh, for sure, yeah. My lower right... Um, the other two were fine. My yeah. lower right, the upper ones were fine. My lower right wisdom tooth was a runner, which basically means it has running roots. So like the mm. roots go under the other teeth. Mm. She showed me the thing and it was, it literally, instead of going straight down, they like curve under. So you can't just pull like it out. Like little walrus teeth in there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a freak. So mine was impacted. My same, which, my same mean? right one. That means it's sideways. Oh, so it like I bet they do the same thing, which is yeah, like they dead. had they had to cut it into four pieces. Yeah, mine and then did take it out. And, and then, I woke up in the middle of my surgery. I had the nose thing on, uh, and I woke up going <laughs> like that. And you remember? Yes, and I because I smelled my teeth being sawed. Or it smells like it burning, smells like burning hair. Yeah, it's the same stuff. And then I was just going like ah, 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 freaking out, and I woke up to the orthodontist. Uh, with a chisel and a hammer in yeah. my mouth going king king and I was going like oh, oh like I mean I, I was an animal in that moment nightmare. you know and they're just like calm down they like were not being nice no they just like yelled at me constantly I was like crying just all these tears were coming out I'm like waking I don't know if they gave me more to I think I was up for the rest of the thing I think, I think they were just like yeah let's just get it done and then when I, they yeah. put me in the recovery I cried like I had just lost a child. Because <laughs> like I, I, I guess uh, the whatever the chem, the yes, I, I'm not thinking the word. It affects women differently than it does men. Oh really? And so it actually like affects your emotions in a different oh, way. Oh really? Like, I mean, I was curled in the fetal position like I had just lost a child. I know that I've heard that anesthesia. Yeah, different parts of your word. brain wake up at different times. So sometimes, like for me, I know when I was a kid, they gave me anesthesia. When I woke up, I remember it, but I was really aggressive. I was like ten. Yeah. But I wanted to like fight people. Yeah. Because, you know, different parts of your brain wake up. I don't know if this is real or not. I'm not going to Google it because I wanted to. I want to live in a world where that's what happened instead yeah. of me just being a dick. We don't need to know everything. Yeah, we don't need to know everything. <laughs> We're doing bad. fine. Yeah. We're doing fine. Um, but there was a. Uh, when I did mine, I went to like. I just switched dentists. The dentist yeah. that I had been going to was, I'm sure, good at her job, but just not, not bedside manner mm. and didn't put me under. So I could smell the burning hair, I could it's, hear it. And it's also, again, like in this, the surgery, you realize surgery, I'm sure some of it, I'm sure a lot of it is like precise and subtle, but a lot of surgery is just like clang, yeah. clang, like this was like Like a, like a jackhammer. pulling as hard as she can. Yeah. Like she's sweating, I could hear her panting. And while I'm there hearing the smell, um, what's a Zac Efron movie where he switches bodies with Matthew Perry? Oh, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. I I'm watching that movie. Zac Efron <laughs> is like shirtless, abs to his neck, shooting threes, <laughs> and I'm literally in the worst pain yeah. of my life. We have opposite lives. Right. I understand <laughs> Zac Efron and I have opposite lives. Um, 
and she's pulling it out and when she pulls it out she's like look what I had to do and she shows me the five bloody shards of my teeth oh, and it's so much blood I could taste the God. blood I could smell the and I was like I don't like this so Please. I have one left I never went back to her to get it done yeah I've I went to a different dentist to give me a number. I have to call this person and I've just been putting it off, putting it off. I'm just going to go. I want to be put under. What's the worst that could happen? You yeah. die. You never find out. <laughs> yeah, then that's it. Yeah, I then bet it doesn't dying matter. Dying in anesthesia is one of the best ways to go. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're basically dying for as long as it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you get put put under with anesthesia, well, that's dying. Yeah. Yeah. That's what dying <laughs> you're is. really rolling the dice with it. You're, yeah. You're dying. <laughs> there was a, uh, the surgery that, um, this is a, a, a Rodney Dangerfield, never mm-hmm. made it out of. Yeah. He was having this heart surgery, and he says, they asked him, like, how you feel about going into the surgery, and he said, if it goes well, I'll be here a week. If it doesn't, I'll be here a day. That's really funny. Yeah. And he he was there he was a day. Right. He was right. Um, blood from the tap coming out. That's yeah. just a good standard down the middle horror always, thing. Yeah. Always works. Yep. Always works. Um, again, I like the, the uh, surgery. And I was like, how can the plastic surgeon people be the good guys? But they kind of are, huh? Mostly. A little. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> the, little. the female doctor near the end... Yeah. When she realizes what's going on. And God, when she like finds the dude in the, finds the evil witch in the, or whatever he is, um, in the, the evil in the, witch. In the room. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like so close to yelling at my TV, get out of there. <laughs> Why did you close the door behind you? Yeah. Get the hell out of there. And yeah. just the image of the, like the way he's standing with the scalpels in his hand and then they just disappear. You're like, oh, oh God. It's such a great way oh, to show God. what's going on. Yeah. You know? And I wrote down Ala Trio Foji, which, oh, there it is. Ala Trio Foji, which is, a, a, that's when people eat stuff that you oh, don't yeah, want to eat. Oh, yeah, It's, yes. It's called yeah. a, a depraved appetite is how... The dictionary describes it, yeah. which I think is a great way to put it. Yeah. Depraved, Depraved appetite. appetite. Pica. People eat paint and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And actually, my mom has a cat that has pica, and it's really bad when animals have that because they there's, basically can kill themselves. There's no they're talking animals. about they it. They can't like go to a therapist and be like, oh, I just, I really want to eat that sponge. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> what are we going to do? You can't teach them like, uh, what is that called? God, I'm not killing it today, but... The therapy, um, where you like divert yourself from it. What? Uh, it's like not TBT. That's Throwback Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, that would be. That should be what killing. they call. They like, use it for like PTSD and stuff. It's basically like you. Oh, teach the light thing. Eye movements or like tapping on your uh, thighs. You know stuff like that. Um, CBT. Cognitive behavioral therapy. That is the word, that, the phrase that I'm looking for. So CBT. You, and how does it work? Um, I don't fully know because I've never learned it, but my ex was a therapist and she practiced that with, like, yeah. uh, she was an art therapist. And so it's basically like a prescription to distract yourself from the things that are in your mind that make you do those things where you like distract yourself by, okay, now I'm going to, it's almost like giving yourself a different OCD ah, to replace the other OCD. Yeah. And like, I'm not a therapist. So if I'm saying something improper, 
you don't have to tell me about it. I'll figure it out. I don't think people will be like, well, now I don't need to go to therapy. I heard Rhea Butcher on <laughs> yes. the X-Files. No, I mean, files. if I'm like describing it improperly. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, Emily like, was, Emily oh. says that one of the things you put a rubber band around your wrist yeah. and then you snap it. It seems yeah. like a similar kind of thing. Like For when sure. you have certain thoughts, like you do that. Cause we all have these habits where like Emily like smells her hair mm -hmm. when she's, uh, and you I, notice, I bite my nails, but yeah. I don't bite my fingernails. I'm actually, I you bite your toenails. For, yeah, I bite my toenails. <laughs> I bite my leg nails. Um, <laughs> it's called wolf biting, and they call it that because it's actually what wolves do when they're trapped. They just start, and dogs do it too. They start biting their skin and stuff because I bite the skin around my fingers, like my cuticles and. I mean, it doesn't sound great. Stuff. No, it's terrible. Oh, when it's like the the skin that's like off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, So you like. But I, you can see, like my nails are wrecked because of it because my teeth, you like rest your teeth on your nails to do it. Oh. And so I have these like crazy dips in my oh, nails. Oh, I like, see what you're talking I've, I've about. I've had a very stressful week, so I did a really terrible oh, job. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's just funny because like I'll have a week where I'm like, oh my, my nails are looking like actual fingernails, and then a bunch of stuff will happen, and then I just have like bloody fingernails. All yeah. The time, so. I got a, a my first manicure for when I went on Last Comic Standing, so that I wouldn't bite my fingernails while I was because they're just filming you the whole day. Yeah. And Cameron was like, you should get a manicure because they're gonna have a camera on you and. You and do was, not want to be on TV biting your fingernails, and then I wasn't. And was it fun? Uh, Getting a manicure? Yeah, for the first time. I felt like uh, my nails couldn't breathe, though, which is a weird feeling. Oh, they feeling. put, like, stuff they, on it? Yeah, they just put, like, clear stuff on it. Is it relaxing the process of getting it a little bit i mean it's strange to just have your hands in front of you and like yeah. not because you can't like be on your phone or anything yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just weird having a person doing that to you yeah it's something you do to yourself every week you know yeah it's like well i know i can handle it but they are yeah they're handling it yeah. i hate clipping my nails um i was thinking this how do you feel about X-Files that are magic, like this is a witchcraft one versus mm -hmm. like science X-Files, you know? Yeah. So the science ones are like mutation, that stuff, and then the magic ones. I feel like for me, the magic ones can be sometimes tougher to pull off because mm -hmm. it's kind of like there's no rules. Yeah. Um, I think this one did a good job of having a very specific goal and a specific set of powers for the bad guy and the good witch to have. Um, he wants to be young. She can use the pent anti pentagram or the pentagram to like protect or whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe I spoke opposite about the pentagram. Maybe the upside down one is the good one and the right side up is the good, the bad one. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can, can look <laughs> it up. I'm gonna venture and say that neither of it works, so it's fine. I yeah, think it's right. okay. It's just a, I'm not it's doing a any thing. Yeah, no one's gonna be like, hey, by the way, motherfucker, uh, I put no, a no. normal pentagram up to save my dog and now it's dead. Because it should have done an upside down pentagram. Thanks a lot, the X Files, X Files. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. X Files. Yeah, people, you know, listen to the show for different reasons. <laughs> um, I like it. I like them. I like the, magic the sort of magic ones, and especially this one because it's. A, I mean, it's a great combination of witchcraft. Because what is medicine if not? practiced witchcraft. I mean, we're not supposed to do that stuff. No, we're not. We're not supposed to do it. Medicine I mean, it's, is just it's magic great. that works. It's, yeah, it's just magic that we like built a school around. Like it's all just observation oh, yeah. and we're just making it up. I mean, I respect doctors. They went of to course. school for a long time. 
they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They yeah. don't. A lot of times they do, but it's all guesswork. You know, like if you go to a vet, a veterinarian, and you take your animal there, they are guessing because they, they, <laughs> they can't tell them anything. You know, they, oh, have, yeah. they, they know this much, like a file folder's worth of like, I went to school for this. I know what this is like. Yeah. This is fine. But if something, I mean, they're guessing. It's all just guesswork. Yeah. Everybody's guessing at everything all the time. Nothing yeah. is for sure. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I'm becoming Mulder is, the yeah. thing, is what I like. It's all just guesswork. And I'm just here to tell everybody about it. Someone was telling me, uh, I forget. It's. This person works in a medical text. She's not a doctor herself, but she works in medical, like they publish medical textbooks. So she has to sort of proofread all these papers and stuff. And she said that just recently, I, I hope I'm remembering it correctly. I might not be, if, if I'm not, it's still about a very similar procedure that was about like, it was about like a kidney transplant. And people were writing these papers like, we're like, we think this is the best way to do it. And people were like, I don't know. It, I think this might be the best way. And she was like, these paper, papers are published today. Right. It's like, shouldn't we have figured this out yeah. by now? Yeah. We're I mean, just... I, I heard something on NPR that this woman was, uh, this doctor, she's been fighting uh, the use of rodent research in cancer research because it doesn't do anything. And we're still doing it. And we're still doing it. And we're still over medicating cancer because really, yeah, she's like all this. If you have cancer and you go through like all this radiotherapy, all of this stuff, like we're over fighting it. Oh, like there are other ways to fight it. And we're, we're not spending any money on that. We just keep putting money and time into the rodent research. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're just, just, we're just guessing. Rats. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we're like, growing ears on the back of rats. What is we don't that need rat to do now? That. Yeah, that What's that rat. guy up to? Yeah, listening. Did he just? <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode. <laughs> do you think when that rat showed up to all the other rats, they're like, "Where were you? Oh, nothing. Everything's fine." <laughs> is it, uh, Larry? Uh, you got a little something on your back. <laughs> um, they're doing a lot of like ear puns to them. Um, <laughs> Um, I like when they're like sh looking at the, I, I, this, this is my favorite part of any X-Files episode. This is like the 90s. What is this? 96, 97. Computers are still like fairly new, fairly magical. Yeah. When they're oh, right. like, yeah. oh, it's going to take me, a f he says, the Texas, it'll take me a few seconds to boot up the software. <laughs> Nobody talks like that anymore, no. but that's when we were booting up yeah. stuff. Yeah, because everything is just always on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing their like, uh, OS nine info whatever their like Photoshop was for their oh, you know, to show. They're like, yeah, We yeah, can't yeah. do this and he was like, yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah. He's like, I'm online now. Yeah. That's that's a fun Oh and then Mulder goes, Move the um eyes further apart. Yeah. I don't think we can do that today, right? We're not moving eyes further apart as part of plastic surgery. No, I, I don't imagine how you do that. I mean you have to cut into the skull. There's like ocular implants and stuff. What does that do? That changes the shape of your eye socket. I like that someone's like, I don't like the shape of my eye Ugh, socket. I have, my eye sockets are fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never book you know any more that parts. Some, another human being on this planet has said that. Has been like, my not eye, eye a, sockets are flat. Not, not fat. as a, yeah, not <laughs> as flat. a joke. Yeah, not as a joke. Like seriously being really sad about it. I read this thing when I was a little kid. I had like some issues with the way I looked when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And then I read, I saw this thing that was like a 
picture of a woman's face and a picture of a man's face and it had like ideal woman's face and ideal man's face and I was like an ideal man's face the brow should come out like this the hairline should be back like this the cheekbone should be up here and a little like pointed out to everything yeah. like the perfect man's face jawline and I remember reading that at a very impressionable age and being like I have none of this <laughs> and I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess these were two white people I believe so. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there were white people. I think where I'm from, standard of beauty was white people. And part yeah. of it was because the British people sort of ran us and they were the rich people and they were in charge. And a lot of times beauty is based on what the wealthy look like. Certainly in Pakistan, we had a cream called Fair and Lovely that you put on your face to lighten your skin. What? Like, oh. Yeah, Fair and Lovely. It's so. I, I am honestly beginning to think, this is my conspiracy theory that I have, my sci-fi sci conspiracy theory, that white human being, I am a white person. So I think that oh, my must people- must be so great. Yeah, no, it's, it's so great. Um, <laughs> I think that we are a virus. <laughs> what if we were though? What if we were a virus that was like put on this planet by some evil species? <laughs> like, cause, but that's all we do is like tell everybody they look wrong and like everybody believes us. We're a terrible virus. But I mean, there was a time when my people were the virus, you know? I mean, like everybody sort but of had to who? run. To white people though, right? I mean, what would have, if a virus could talk, they'd be like, I'm not the virus, you're the virus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Virus doesn't think it's a virus. The virus is like, who are you calling virus, virus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> HIV is like, I'm not the, I'm not I'm not the, the bad I'm guy. Doing, I'm doing good work. The bad guy is the human body. It's, yeah. I gotta spread to all the human bodies. Exactly. Yeah. See, a vi the first thing a virus would say is, you're the virus. Hashtag virus privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, that's a cool theory. There's this really, really great book, not exactly the same thing, uh, called Snow Crash. Mm -hmm. Snow Crash is like one of the seminal, like, um, uh, what, cyberpunky books. One of the, there's a lot of books that are about like jacking into another, you know, virtual world. This one is really, really good and a lot of stuff that, you know, it's obviously influenced by stuff, but it has also influenced a lot of stuff. And it thinks of, it talks about information being a virus mm. and how certain, like once humans get a little thing, now it's a virus, it can propagate to other people. Yeah. And how you have a, you can have a bad information, bad virus propagates to people. I highly recommend this book. It's really interesting, pretty heady, but it's a really cool idea and about how like this, informational virus has been around since the Egyptians and it's been spreading around and now it's causing yeah. problems. It's really, really cool idea. It's really great. Snow crash? Snow crash. Cool. I love it. Emily uh, told me to get it and she... So she gave you the snow She gave me the virus. Crash virus. She gave me the yeah. snow crash virus. <laughs> and she had this book and on the spine of it she'd written, and she read it at a very impressionable day. Yeah. And it said, she wrote, you know how you can write on the spine so yeah. you can read it when the book's closed? Not the spine, like where the pages are, she yeah. wrote. Um, Stop the cycle of misinformation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which that's is amazing. Such a perfect that young needs Emily. To be on a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, Emily, um, who's this reaching? <laughs> Just you. Mm -hmm. Who's coming? It's restricted to people coming into your house and looking at this book. Right. All the people that check out your bookshelf. Yeah. Who I think are already on board for yeah. your ideas. <laughs> if they're looking at your bookshelf. Yeah. You guys are on the same page. But Emily was like a predecessor to like, if you enjoyed 
Yes. Taking down the man, you'll yeah. enjoy Snow Crash. Yeah, exactly. It's like your own Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Algorithm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you enjoy stopping the cycle of misinformation, you're going to love Snow Crash. It is for you. And also five me. Five stars. Yeah. You're going to love <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going to give five stars to me. Um, it's also, okay, I don't want to be an asshole. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I understand. When he turns into the beautiful guy, mm-hmm. the guy's not really... You mean the end beautiful guy? Yeah. Who then goes in for the job? And the older guy and the... Mm-hmm. Not the most... If the point... Listen, fine looking guy... But this is also 90s good looking. Okay, it was a different time Which you have to then. sort of take into consideration, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not everybody can be Mulder or Scully. Yeah. That's right. I guess that's true. <laughs> they should always be like, yeah, these two FBI agents came and interviewed me. They were both gorgeous. They're just super hot. But I anyway. thought that was weird, but I mean, that's not, that's beside the point. Beautiful. Just gorgeous. Just, yeah. Yeah. I once looked at this picture of what a handsome guy looks like, and that was exactly Mulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's doing, I like the, uh, uh, again, I like that interview thing at the end. I sort of knew that's where it was going to go. He's going to be interviewing at another place. Yeah. Also, this was the 90s, so it was very easy to be like, yeah, I was a doctor at this other hospital. Right. It's fine. No, now, no computer on the desk. Yeah. No background check. Yeah. Just All like, right. I guess we'll believe that you're you a doctor. You highly recommended. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You just like do whatever you want. Yeah. I, lo- I love the shot, speaking of the cinematography, I love the shot coming up from, you know, like behind his shoulder and yeah. showing you the little, the chin mark of like yeah. the scar where his face got peeled off. Yes. Like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, he's gonna, oh, I just wrote mean stuff. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I, I do like that they get like really technical with the magic. Like they really talk about all the stuff, the peeling the face off. Like you see the nitty gritty of kind of how it works. The, the peeled off face laying on the floor. Yeah, that reminded me. Have you ever seen, oh my God. No. Oh, I remember it. Have you ever seen the movie Equilibrium? Yeah. I love Christian that movie. Bale. Gun- Have we talked about this before? No, Gunkata, Gun-Kata right? Gunkata. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a shot. Now, this movie's been out for a while, so spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about something in the movie, and it like is pivotal. So if you haven't seen it, just fast forward 30 seconds. There, There's that fight between him and... Uh, I can't think of the actor's name. You have 30 seconds. I know, yeah. I can't. Anyway, there's a, the, the like final battle before yeah. he sees father or brother, whatever they call the big brother in that movie. They have a, an actual sword fight, and Christian Bale... There's like a final move, you know, and then you think like he didn't make contact, but then yeah. slow. I think it's, is it Tay Diggs? Anyway, I'm just going to say Tay Diggs because I can't remember. His face slides off oh, yeah. and you're like, oh shit. And you yeah. think that's the, and then they pull out to a shot from above where they show the scene and there's a tiny little CGI'd face on the ground. <laughs> so now anytime, because I was watching that with my friend and we were like, hang on a minute. And we rewound it and it's like way too big. They had to make it super big so, so you, you could see, see it. it. And then it's just a little Tay Diggs face on the goddamn <laughs> ground. Like a little tiny cookie on the ground. <laughs> that movie. so good. I had a period of my life where one of my favorite genre of movie by far honestly was 
the society that is controlled and then the one guy who sees things as they are. Yeah. In this one, they're given pills. Right. So I love Brazil. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's why I loved Ants. I really loved yeah. Ants. There was a good like two years of my life where that was my favorite genre yeah. of movie. And Equilibrium was one of those where I was like, yeah, man, they're controlling us. This is stop the cycle of misinformation. Yeah. I feel like everybody has that, you know, year of their life where oh, they're yeah. like, fuck society. Like, they children don't... of men. You yeah. Know, all into it. What was yeah. the other one that I just, oh, Repo Men? Did Repo you see Man? that one? I've Repo seen Repo Men. Men. Not Repo Man. Repo Man is a weirdo. I haven't Repo seen Repo Man is a weird, but Repo Man is a weird, weird movie. The Jude Law, Forrest Whitaker, um, Liam Schreiber. Oh, film. I don't know this one. It's it's an interesting. They, it's the future, and they uh, sell people body parts. Okay. On and then loan, they, on like on loan. So you make go, payments, and then if you go behind on your payments, they come and repossess it. So that's Jude Law's job. So they'll give you like a f- new heart, and then they if you start lose your payments, they track you down and take your heart out. That's a great idea. It's a great premise. Yeah. Not the best execution, but still fun to watch. I should say that Forrest Whitaker does listen to this podcast, mm. so... He's great in it. Yeah, okay, he's great in everything. Has nothing to do with... He's great in the movie. Movie's just a little weird. Goes off the rails at one point. He is a very, very small part in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. He plays the cool football player, and he, he has, does? like, one line. He's yeah. also in Color of Money, and he's very, very young, because that yeah. movie's from 86. Yeah. He's super young. He plays, like, a hustler. What I do like about this X-Files episode is that just... Does this jock doctor just... He just has to wait for patients with the right birthdays yeah. to come in? Right. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. January... J- July 30th? Oh, yeah. so close. So Where? Close. Maybe you were in a different hemisphere, <laughs> and then that, that sort of gremlins thing yeah. gets into the math of it. I like that. Um, I... Uh, and he he has a different accent at the end, too, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he talk differently? He speaks very differently. Yeah. Super stilted and yeah. weird. Um, but uh, overall, it was my first one in a couple months. I, I liked it. I, I liked it. It was a fun, like, horror, creepy, weird, not, you know, top ten episode. But, yeah. like, a really... I really, I really did like that they took a sort of serious... Because sometimes the X-Files, when they do those, like, magic-y one-off ones, it's, yeah. it's like, schlocky. And sometimes that really works. And it's yeah. super fun. And it's nice as, like, a... Oh, like a breather to yeah. have it not be so intense. But uh, I liked that they went like a sort of Hitchcock, Rosemary's Baby way with it. Of, yeah. like, it was tense, not maybe terrifying, but tense of like, ugh. Yeah. I, I actually don't know what's going to happen. And I like, again, what I love about the X-Files is that it's such a, it, it can allow for so many different kinds of episodes. You can have sci-fi, you can have mm-hmm. funny, you can have monster. And this is sort of like a horror body horror like thriller kind of episode one of my least favorite genres the ones that terrified me the most are like hospital thrillers yeah like coma yeah have you seen a movie called extreme measures it's uh gene hackman and hugh grant oh god no i know what movie you're talking you about should but see I, it. Not seen I love it. that movie yeah okay I love it, and I like I I hate those because they're so they get me so hardcore because mm-hmm. I did grow up my dad's a doctor my family of doctors I grew up around doctors mm-hmm. so I really but that didn't help that well sure. it didn't yeah. it like just to me made it, made it scarier because yeah. I heard crazy stories from my dad about yeah. shit happening at his clinic so to me hospitals are terrifying places and also everyone knows 
you know, I saw this movie before, but Emily was in the hospital for a long time. So I've mm-hmm. been like, spent a lot of time in the hospital not too long ago. Yeah. They kind of terrify me. Yeah. To me, the most terrifying aspect of a hospital is that for them, it's just a job. Right. And you're just one of a hundred patients so that many day. People. Yeah. And it's a game of numbers. Yeah. So you're there and to you, it's the most important thing in the world that this person you love, you just want them to get better. Yeah. But the person whose job is to make them better, if for them, they're like not even number one priority. And oh yeah, if it gets to the point where they're like, oh, this is kind of a, we're like losing this case, then as for your job, it's actually probably better to disengage and focus on someone who you think you yes. can help, pull resources away. I saw that happen. There will be people where they're like, they would have five doctors. And then as they get worse, now they have two doctors. Yeah. Crazy shit. And it was very intense. I just, like, last year spent time in hospice, which is, you know, a place that you go when that decision has already been made. Oh. But even that, you know, even that is like, and those, those people, nurses, hospice doctors and nurses are doing some insane work. Like, what they're doing is, I don't know how they do it. It's got to take a very particular type of person to do it. And they were the, some of the nicest human beings I've ever met yeah. in my entire life because, like, they're taking care of people. The the whole floor, you know, there is no, that's it. That's the end of the line. You know, they're basically, like, the next person from them is a funeral home. Yeah. You know, so, like, they were so kind yeah. and so helpful. And they don't have, you know, they don't have to be, but no. they were. And I mean, yeah. such a hard job. But I, I can't imagine anything being more noble than... I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Being more noble than making sure that someone's last days are comfortable. Yeah. That's got to be... Because there's really no payoff. It's not like if you're a doctor, you can be a rock star. I saved this life for them. All their stories end the same. But I mean, here's the thing. Maybe I can lift you back up a little bit. The payoff is that they give that person as much as they can and make that person that is leaving... uh, as comfortable as they possibly can and as much kindness as they can but they also are impacting the people who are losing that person yeah tremendously like now i have that in my existence and i understand that and i went back there after my grandmother did pass away and i because my i was like connected to the hospital and told them i just said like i really i don't even have the words to tell you how much you helped me and my family and they were truly touched by that because i don't know how many people do that not that i'm some like amazing person for doing it but uh i think that is the payoff like knowing that you did your best and yeah. helped because it's not just that one person no know? the whole the hospice truly. thing is for everybody it would be funny though if they took a picture of you and then there's a wall of people <laughs> that actually thank them it's just like one person like someone who ate, ate the huge steak at a steak <laughs> restaurant yeah. you're like thumbs up thumbs up with yeah. tears just tears yeah <laughs> bittersweet and yeah. when emily was there like the doctors were doctors they yeah None of them, I honestly, for me, I didn't like really any of them. They saved their life. Wonderful. Yeah. Personally, I had a difficult time with them. I understand, you know, whatever. It's my fault. But the nurse, the, her main nurse was so wonderful. And yeah. again, her job was to make Emily comfortable, but her job was also to, with the family, the yeah. doctors don't give a shit they, about no, the family. No, they do not. The nurse was so kind and wonderful and understanding. And then... When she got out, you know, 
crazy thing. She got out of the coma, she got out of the hospital, you know, and then four months later we quit our jobs and moved across the country <laughs> to New York, which yeah. is a dumb thing to do. But right before we moved, I mean, it was like, I want to go back to that floor and thank them. And we went back and her nurse wasn't there, unfortunately, yeah. but all the other nurses recognized her and knew her. Yeah. And she thanked them and it was, it was lovely. Yeah. Great. So this has been a very fun episode of yeah. The X-Files Files. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Oh, yeah. Back. Thanks for having me on again. And super fun. Um, what do you have to plug? Uh, let's see. Uh, I have a podcast. It's about movies called Wham Bam Pow on Maximum Fun. I have Put Your Hands Together, which is also a podcast. It's all stand-up. Uh, I'm on Twitter, and it's just my name. I'm on Instagram. And then I was also on the first episode of this season of Last Comic Standing. Are you only? Are you the only Rhea Butcher? I am the only Rhea Butcher. Perfect. I think. Uh, well, yeah. We I think there's of... some. Actually, somebody just uh, tried to be me on Facebook, and I had to report it. So that's oh. a that's a first. That's a nice. Yeah. yeah, we're a couple of onlys in this couple room. Couple of onlys. Uh, thanks, guys. Do you like science? Do you like jerks? If you answered yes or no or declined to state because you Illuminati, man, then you should check out the Science Jerks podcast on the Boardwalk Audio Network. Each episode, we talk about science news and play games with our comedian friends. The Science Jerks. It's science merged with comedy. Because Let's do some science. <laughs>